Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Coming up on today's episode, Simon and I react to Wayne Rooney being sacked by Birmingham City. We hear from the Birmingham fans and ask who should be the next manager. Simon also weighs in on the situation at Manchester United after Sir Jim Ratcliffe became a shareholder at the club. And do the media need to leave darts sensation like Luke Littler well and truly alone? Good morning, everybody. It's Jim White and it's Simon Jordan, and we are live on TalkSport, January the 2nd, and uh, a major high-profile managerial casualty, because this morning, after a run of just two wins from 15 games played under Wayne Rooney, Birmingham City have decided time up, and that they have parted company with Wayne Rooney. In the last few moments, Birmingham City has announced it has parted company with manager Wayne Rooney and first-team coach Carl Robinson. Despite their best efforts, the statement tells us, Results have not met the expectations that were made clear at the outset. Therefore, the board feels that a change in management is in the best interest of the football club. What do you make of that, Simon? That expectations that were made clear at the outset have not been met. I think that's bloody obvious, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they didn't expect to be fifth and bottom, did they? Chief Executive Officer Gary Cook, once of uh, Manchester City, of course, uh, says, we are committed to doing what is necessary to bring success to St Andrews. Unfortunately, Wayne's time with us did not go as planned and we've decided to move in a different direction. The search for a successor begins with immediate effect and we'll update fans when we have further news. So Rooney has gone, sacked by Birmingham City, and yet it all all looked so rosy in the St Andrews uh, garden, if you like, when Gary spoke, po- spoke about Wayne arriving at the club. But we're rebuilding this football club from the ground up. Craig's work this summer during the transfer window and assembling a valuable and very exciting team of players is just proof of that. So today, another milestone on the journey for Birmingham City. And with that comes great expectation. Of course it does. The demands on Wayne and his team. I can assure you, though, that the demands on Wayne and his team are no different than the demands I place on every single member at this football club. Our owners and the board, including myself, 
have huge aspiration for this club. What a load of old rubbish. You're not ha- having what, what Gary Cook said. Tosh. What an impersonator. What a load of old prescripted nonsense. And there's no basis for the appointment. It never was the basis of his appointment. Have you something against Gary Cook? No, I just think that people that are in positions of influence that should know the game better should give those that don't proper guided, gilded advice. Not that. And that's, I mean, listen to that nonsense. It's nonsense, and look what it's proven to be. And it wasn't proven to be anything on the basis of, of, me, of me going, oh, look at this. This is what... I didn't say it was going to happen in this period of time, yeah. but most sensible observers would look at that and go, it's a very strange decision, nothing behind it, nothing, no basis for it, mm. no no substance, no data, no intelligence, no thought process, nothing about the appointment looked to me like the right appointment. And look how bad it's gone. I mean, it, it it's difficult to work out how it could have gone much badder. I suppose it could have gone 10 points badder, couldn't it? He could have got no points out of 15 games. When well, you look at a done. chief executive like well, that and you look at someone in a position of, of influence and authority, the owners want to look at themselves as well. It's not just a case of taking advice from people, it's understanding why you're taking that advice. But that's what I mean. Substanceless. In, in the statement this morning, Substanceless. the board feels that a change me. in management is in the best interest of the football club. Well, uh, results have not met the expectations that were made clear at the outset. You'd have, to be, you'd have to be in Peters and Lee, the, <laughs> the band, not to see that, or Stevie Wonder as chief scout, not to see that clearly there's nothing going right, is there? Many Birmingham fans getting in touch Alan is one Darren's another I'm coming to you guys I just want to bring this to you um, minutes after the announcement came through that Rooney has been sacked uh, I've just picked up a statement a statement from Rooney himself and Rooney says I'd like to thank Tom Wagner Tom Brady Gary Cook for the opportunity to manage Birmingham City football is a results business and I recognise they have not been at the level I wanted them to be. However, time is the most precious commodity a manager requires, and I do not believe 13 weeks was sufficient to oversee the changes that were needed. <laughs> then he says, personally, this is Rooney's statement, it will take me some time to get over this setback. I've been involved in professional football as either a player or a manager since I was 16. Now I plan to take some time with my family as I prepare for the next opportunity in my journey as a manager, uh, how do you see Wayne's journey as a manager this morning? Difficult to see one. I mean, look, you've you've been given an opportunity. You can cite the the you know the well trodden path of you need time, but you need to give people an indication that you're going in the right direction. You need to give people some form of reformation as to the reasons why you gave an opportunity. A thirty percent of a season producing 10 points, putting your side at the bottom of the form table and and two places above the relegation zone when you took them over and they were in a playoff spots, yeah. doesn't give you the opportunity to say that I merit any time. You weren't good enough at what you were doing and if you wanted to affect change, then you should have had the experience, the nous and the wherewithal to go, I need to do this in bite-sized chunks. I've got an audience in terms of my players that can't digest this. I'm seeing it and I may want them to change, but ultimately, as a as a as a as an operator of some substance, I need to do it in bite-sized chunks. I need to get results to give myself the opportunity to have the opportunity to have time. Do you see him back in the English game anytime soon? <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? I mean, is there anything about what he's done that merited this job in the first place? And I would argue no. Is there anything about what he's done in this job that would merit being given another opportunity? 
Or how do you make mm. a case for him? It's a difficult case. Maybe the delightful Paul Stretford will be able to sell him, but I don't know how and where and to whom and why. So Rooney sacked this morning, as happens here at Talksport. We got wind of this about an hour before we came on air, went with it, and now it's proven to be correct. It is indeed confirmed. Rooney sacked by Birmingham City. Alan is a big Birmingham City fan. Alan, good morning to you. Um, where does the blame lie? Simon saying Gary Cook and the rest have got to take uh, a, a lot of the responsibility here. Absolutely. Um, first of all, Jim, uh, and I've got to say, wonderful show. Thank you for having me on. Um, Thanks, Alan. I've got to, I, I think a lot of things that uh, you've both said this morning, Simon in particular, has made a lot of sense. But I just want to put things into perspective here. The, the board, and, and I have to agree with what Simon said, the board had to bring in so many players, and Craig Gardner did a great job at the start of the season. You know, let's put things into perspective. He brought six players in, and we've spent around seven million on those players. We've sold two players in Chong and Joe Bellingham, um, which equated to around six million. So, you know, it's all well and good us saying, you know, well done to the board for bringing players in. But technically, we've only actually bought in players and spent around a million. We also had the very luxury of, of, of having uh, Jude Bellingham sailed to Real Madrid, where it's reported that we've had ons probably we've um, you know, achieved around 11 million on that deal. Yes, yeah. So so let, let's put things into perspective. What John Eustace did to get us into sixth was quite remarkable with a very, very new team. Yeah. Only spelling, only spending a million pounds. Sure. Now, Alan, do you trust this board to make the right decision next? Well, if you go to Birmingham and see what they've done, it's quite remarkable, Jim, because the, the, the stadium, the things going on in the background, the signage, you know, everything is a much more entertaining, you know, you see at the start of matches on, on Sky Sports that all of a sudden they've got fireworks going on. So the, the show and the performance and everything in the background has been massively improved. I mean, I, I went to go and get a football shirt literally a couple of days before the first game of the season and everything was transformed it was a remarkable transformation to the shop to even just painting the railings it, it, they've put they've put so much into the team so far and and the club but let's put things into perspective john eustace got us to sixth with yeah, only spending yeah. a million pounds yeah he did a remarkable job the team performed and alan fireworks don't win your games do they it, well, they don't, and and I think what what now needs to happen is quite clear. They need to spend money on the team because clearly the clean the team isn't good enough. Sure, uh, and and they need a manager to get the best out of the team. Because Alan, Alan, thank you for your call and thanks for your kind words. Going to squeeze Darren in, who's been waiting patiently. I mean, Darren, do you do you put the blame squarely at the feet of the the, the ownership and the directors? It's got to be the ownership, the players, and the manager, really. Um, you know, because uh, weekend, weekend in, weekend out, the players are playing for the badge and the shirt. So you, you, you've got to blame the board, management, and the players themselves. And what next? I mean, what, I mean, again, I'll ask you the question I, I asked the previous caller. Do, do you trust the board to get the next decision right? So what they, after how they treated Eustace, I, I don't know because, as the previous speaker Alan rightly said, you know, we were sitting sixth. There was nothing wrong. But yeah, apparently, according to sources, Gary Cook and Eustace weren't aligned. They weren't pulling in the same direction. Yeah. So whether they get the right man, I hope so. But who knows? Simon, come in, come in on that one. I mean, do, do, if it was you at the top of the house at Birmingham City today, you give it a lot of thought, but you give it surely to somebody <laughs> who knows the championship. Yeah, but you, 
You give it to somebody that understands the obligations upon them and also is able to look at the, the, the scenario in front of them. Clearly, Wayne Rooney tried to impress upon the team. Well, once you realise that that's not going to fly very well, you start to pivot, and that's what Wayne didn't have the experience to do. You can, like someone's saying on here, you know, John Bassino has no management credentials, yet Portsmouth is sitting top of their league. It's about the personality of the individual and the capability that they have. There will be an embarrassment of riches of managers around that you can look at. Depends what you think you need right now. If you think you're in a full-on relegation challenge right now, then you look at people who can get you out of it. Standard default setting, people like Warnock are always available to do jobs that if you need them to fix a current problem. Yeah. But Birmingham should, be, should have been looking up not down. Yes. They wanted fearless football. The only thing they seemed to be not fearful of was getting relegated. Yeah, yeah. As you say that, listen, Jeff, thanks for your time and thanks for your call. Happy New Year, you guys. Uh, Neil Warnock to Birmingham, surely. Someone like Neil will keep them in the championship. He seems to be the go-to person in a situ- situation well, like this on a regular it's, basis. It's easy thinking. There's nothing particularly inspirational about it, but it depends what your problem is. If the malaise is set in, you've got a side now that's been beaten nine times out of the last 15 games. So they're you're like like most footballers, they're quite fragile and they, their egos get, get get ahead of themselves and their abilities don't often follow it. They all now need to be picked up off the floor because if they're you know if I don't know how much of it's a reaction to Rooney and if anybody if any different voice that gets them setting up differently and goes back to what they were doing before may just right this particular wrong, but they've got to make a decision and clearly again I make the point it seems like I'm labouring it. Why would Gary Cook be the next person that you trust to make the next decision? This is the former CEO of Manchester City. He should know damn well better. It's a poor appointment. If an idiot like me sitting in a studio can sit there and say, this is a difficult appointment, this is not going to work, why would you bring Rooney in the door? Why wouldn't somebody that supposedly got his finger on the pulse, knows what Birmingham need, knows which direction they're going in, and has the ear of the owners, advocate for Wayne Rooney? I mean, it's looking like it was a big-name punt that didn't work out. Yeah, but... Look, winning football is what you're trying to... You have a side that's sixth in the league. What was the possible reason for wanting to change it? I know there's an argument about commercialisation. I know there's an argument, from my point of view, about being wooed by the name. Mm. But the bottom line is, that's why you have experienced CEOs in positions. That's why you have somebody that was formerly the chief executive of one of the biggest football clubs in English football that have now gone on to dominate English football because of that experience. And this is what you get. Yeah, it's poor. It's not good enough. I see a lot of Birmingham City fans. Uh, the same name, Simon. Get Steve Cooper in. Steve Cooper is available. Get Steve Cooper. Would oh, Steve, Steve Coop- Cooper want to go to Birmingham? Would Steve Cooper go to? I was just going to say it. Go to a team. He's, that's, a, pre- that's he's a Premier League manager. Twentieth in the Championship. He's going to sit there. Is a, he a Premier League manager? Well, he's going to think he is. In the same way that Sean Dutch, longer credentials. You think could, he is now? I think Steve Cooper is a decent manager. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think he's. I mean, <laughs> tragically, every time I write an article about somebody in a newspaper, that something happens to them. I've written an article about Eddie Howe. He hasn't won a game since. I wrote an article about Steve Cooper. He got the sack. Um, I think Steve Cooper would would wait uh, and see what was available to him. Whether the Crystal Palace rumours are real and substantial, given the fact that Roy Hodgson's going to be out of contract in four months' time. Yeah. I think he'll probably wait, and I don't see the appeal of Birmingham City. Besides the fact that it's a big football club that Mm. might have ambitions that have made a mistake and now need to pivot off the back of it. Would you go back to John Eustace in a situation like this? Is that Um, a serious... Is that too much of a biting of the bullet? Would you go back to John Eustace? You could. Would he go back to them? Would he go back to them? Of course, the football people would go back if there was a right reason for them to go back. I think they'd find Reports it, suggest uh, he's open to returning. Well, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure he possibly is. I mean, not entirely sure that he'd want to go back and work for the same sort of people that his reward for giving them some modicum of success was to be fired for someone that looks better. 
yeah. on paper. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. As you could say, it was always going to happen. Once uh, it, it, it emerged that Sir Jim Ratcliffe was on the scene and then it emerged that he was after a 25% stake in United for over £1 billion, pounds, £1.3 billion US dollars. Um, the, you could call it the longest takeover saga was finally brought to a close on Christmas Eve. Has he really become the most impactful minority shareholder in football in terms of what he wants to do well we'll see won't we I mean look the Glazers are still the majority shareholders and so they've pocketed a billion quid or a significant proportion of a billion quid because some of that money will go elsewhere to the other shareholders if you bought 25% of the shares probably 6% of the minority shareholders have got or 6% of the shares that belong to the minority shareholders have gone as well Uh, so look we will see I mean because it's Manchester United people will say yes Man United get far more press and far more recognition than they deserve because their football team is average, their performances are poor, the culture of the club is fundamentally wrong, their fans do nothing but moan about their owners, and really and truly they're back to where they were in the 70s, and they're gonna, they've are going got a lot of ground to cover, because this is a Man United team that has won very little. They've won one trophy in the last six years. Mm. Um, they've won the Premier League last time a decade ago, and we spend a lot of our time, not just you and I, but media full stop, focusing on Man United, because it's a British trait. We love to see car crashes, and that's what Manchester United is. So if he is going to be effective in the authority that he'll have in conjunction with the Glazers, if anybody thinks the Glazers are just going to sit there and go, I tell you what, you go off and do precisely what you want now. No, what they've got is a focus. They've got a focus on the football operation. Yeah, they've but got what a focus. are the Glazers going to do? Because, I mean, so you poured cold water to a degree on the fact that Sir Jim will be involved, centrally involved, in the football operation. No, I, didn't. I didn't. I said he, wouldn't, he, would, he would not have autonomy. And I don't believe he'll have autonomy now. What he'll have is a focus. There'll be a focused approach. He'll end up possibly being the minority, uh, the majority shareholder in Man United. And how that's achieved and how it's structured and how the finances are raised to be able to do that, we will see. It's interesting to see that he's bought 25% for a billion quid. That doesn't value the football club anywhere near what the Glazers were purported to want. That values the football club at four billion. Um, I but understand. He's, but he's clearly all over the football operations side well, of the business. But, but, His man, clearly, Sir Ray Brailsford, was sitting beside Sir Alex the other night. Clearly, there's a focus in that area, which is not difficult, is it? Ultimately, if you've not got the right recruitment and you're not getting the right outcomes, then you really need to look at the reality of what you're focusing on. It ain't difficult, is it? Uh, how are we doing commercially? Oh, we're smashing it. Okay, well, that's fine. Where are we doing poorly? On the pitch. Okay, but, where do you need to put your focus on? On the pitch. But is it not fair to say the Glazers are more than ever backseat owners? I think they've always been backseat owners. I think what they've got is a sh- they've got a partner now in the business um, that will focus on certain aspects, but do it in conjunction with them. They will take the heavy lifting off any appointments that they have to make. Dave Brailsford, what's that going to do? Let's see. How's Nice getting on? How's Dave Brailsford? How did Clive Woodward take his managerial skills from the World Cup winning rugby side into Southampton to achieve things there? We'll see how that looks, but they can't do much worse. Look at the mess they've made of their policy of buying. Look at the mess they've made of the decisions that have been put into place to be able to advance this football club from managerial appointments through to player recruitment. These are the reasons why they're in the position they're in, alongside the fact that the opposition has got a lot better, a lot slicker, a lot more sophisticated, alongside the fact that the, the, the people in other dugouts have gotten a lot better. You know, it's not... You look at it and you wonder what it is that's been made so difficult at Manchester United about the recruitment policies about who they've bought why they've bought them how they've got themselves in a situation with Bleeding Ronaldo and how they've got themselves in a situation with Jaden Sancho and how the the whole culture of Manchester United has been allowed to drift away from an elite environment you know the irony of it is 
is, you know, the Glazers' mentality and the reasons why the Glazers re- bought this football club is all over a bloody horse. They might want to look at Alex Ferguson. There's the reasons why the Glazers end up owning the football club. Yeah, but when you were very successful, say, in the world, world of mobile phones, yeah. and, and you were, did you ever consider allowing a minority shareholder to, to, by and large, run the operation for you? But they're not, by and large, running the operation. They're focusing on a point that's been clearly weak. So, so, what, so what, involved. Any buying and selling that's done in January sure. is going to be done with, through him. And in conjunction with the Glazers, who will still be 52% shareholders. So he won't be he won't be given authority autonomously. He'll be focused on it directly, reporting into the structure that owns the football club of what is the best way to go forward and owning the outcomes. He will be the pivotal and focal point, and he'll put a management structure in place that will consist of Brailsford, technical directors, a proper recruitment network, and a proper accountability and a culture shift. But in business, is it normal that a minority shareholder is given this kind of influence and power? Um, it depends upon who the minority Surely. shareholder is and what the end game is, because. Because first and foremost, he goes from twenty five percent. My understanding, if he goes from a twenty five percent shareholder to a twenty nine percent shareholder when he when he puts another three hundred million quid into the infrastructure of Manchester United. So already, already you see that there's an agenda at play here, which is likely to be that he'll become the majority shareholder. Everything that 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 um, Radcliffe does to improve the football operation, to improve the on pitch performance, will enhance the return for the Glazers. So you could say it's a smart move. They've just mm. trousered a billion quid or best part of it from no particular investment plus the hundreds of millions they've had over the years and they've got somebody that's going to take away some of the heavy lifting because clearly it's not their stock in trade. They've been brilliant despite all the ramblings and, and, and mutterings and utterings they've and splutterings. They've been brilliant. They've been brilliant at the commercial operation. Look at the commercial revenues they've achieved. They are remarkable. The level of return they've got from the commercial assets they've sold are beyond anything ever achieved at Man United before. The problem is, is they haven't done particularly good with the core product. Now they're going to bring someone in that with Ineos. Let's have a look at Ineos's successes. Let's have a look at Ineos' sporting but successes. But why has it taken the Glazers almost two decades to realise, do you know what, the football operation side, that's not really for us. We're going to bring someone in to do that. Well, I think they probably have felt that the operation in itself has been moderately successful because it's been, as described in a book written about them, the world's biggest cash point machine for them or, 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 or whatever yeah, the description was. For them, yeah, absolutely. But as you just explained perfectly accurately, the football side of things has not gone well in the last decade. But it hasn't stopped the Glazers from profiting and benefiting. It's now reached a point, perhaps, where A, you've seen a club being sold for two and a half billion quid in Chelsea. It's no surprise that the moment Chelsea was sold, the next particular cab off the rank to talk about potentially finding a, a mechanism to sell itself and to privatise itself, possibly, was Man United. They raised money on the back of the stock market. Every commercial aspect of their ownership of the football club has been brilliant for them. Mm. It's only the football operation that's been particularly poor. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelised Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Simon, it's all happening in the world of darts because, yeah. as we've seen, there is a new kid on the block, literally... 16-year-old Luke Littler. Have you been watching some of it? I have. What do you make of this lad? I think he's done remarkably well. I think his attitude with the media, uh, sorry, his attitude with the fans when he's under pressure, when he's trying to check out on 170 and turning to the audience and asking them what they think he should do, just shows you he's in complete control of what he's doing. He's demolishing people. You know, Raymond van Barnevelt, van Barnevelt was in here before Christmas, wasn't he? And obviously yeah. he's lost a lot of weight and, 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 and in a different lease of life. But he was pretty much battered. OK, he hasn't been in the greatest of form and he didn't expect much of himself in this tournament, Raymond but he wouldn't have expected to have gotten battered by a 16-year-old. Sure. Uh, who was, who was well, apparently the, his hero. The boy from Warrington has done very well and could do even better. He's in the semi-finals. Who's to say he doesn't go the whole way? So where's this going then? Luke Littler, 16 years of age and he's now in the semi-finals of the biggest tournament in the darts world. Do you think lots of kids watching this now, Simon are thinking, I want to be Luke Littler. I want to grow up and be a darts player. Is that where we're going with this? Well, I think it's a great sport. I think people say it's not a sport, but, I mean, I did a podcast with James Wade, who's a great darts player, and I learned a lot from him about the sport. I grew up loving the sport, admiring Eric Bristow, Jockey Wilson, Cliff Lazarenko. There's no kind of athletic prowess involved, though. No, but there's, there's still a requirement to have great concentration in the same way there's great concentration in snooker. There's still a requirement to have great accuracy to be able to overcome pressure. I mean, it's not the same physical attributes, of course, of tennis or cricket or rugby or football. Granted, neither does it profess to be so. And I would like to hear the protagonists not coming off the stage suggesting that their pre- pre-match meal was a kebab, but that's a different <laughs> discussion. You see, that's darts, though, isn't it? It is darts. And look at, but look, does it, it still hold an unfashionable image? It's impossible but to look change. At, but every sport that Sky touch becomes skyified. Look at what look at what they did to football without 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 Sky. Whatever I think of it now, you know, influencers and 12-year-old opinions is a different discussion. <laughs> but the genesis of football in this country was absolutely skyified. Look at what they've done to snooker. Look at what they're doing to darts. Look at the, look at the engagement. Look at the, look at the level of interest that comes around. Yes, once upon a time, it was on terrestrial television and it was, you know, Eric Bristow and Jockey Wilson and, and John Lowe and whoever else was in situ dominated ratings because of the nature of the terrestrial broadcasters being the only competitors around for broadcasting. I think it's a great sport. I think it brings did people together. Did you want together. to be a darts player? Here, no, I, I, I reliably darts. informed you to darts board in your bedroom. I did. I'd lived and breathed my darts during that period of the time, especially over New Year when you had the World Championships. But I was a big fan of Eric Bristow. I got to play a leg against Eric Bristow in Croydon once. I just think he had great personality, and I loved watching the darts. But this kid is 16 years of age. He's got the world at his feet. I mean, I saw Gary Anderson come out the other day and have a little pop at the media. I make this point regularly about young young participants in sports that are interesting to the media. We saw it with the tennis player Emma Raducanu and the decisions that she's made that I don't think have enhanced her career by outside interests. You've got this kid now being focused on by the media. They stuck a Sun newspaper in his hands. He doesn't realise that holding the Sun for someone from Runcorn and Liverpool is probably not the right thing to do. And I think that's what Gary Anderson was referring to. Well, actually, it's a good point you make. Let's listen to Gary Anderson, who had a bit of an outburst uh, at the media, um, predicting that they could end up being Littler's downfall. Now, see, we're going to say this now, because we have another youngster called Josh Rock that all use press and everything else have absolutely destroyed. So if it ever goes tits up, we look, 
give yourselves a pat on the back because that's the way it's going. Let the boy play darts. I've been downstairs today and he's had cameras, Zoom calls, Sky meetings. Let the boy play darts. You know, he's, he's had a great tournament, he's done well. What happens if it all goes Pete Tong now? No, you boys have ruined that, haven't you? So let the boy play darts. He's 16 year old, playing well. And uh, yeah, just like Josh Rock, fantastic player. But you've knocked him back about two, three years. You know, well, not sure I agree with all that. Well, Gary's a fellow Scot and I like him a lot. He's talking absolute tosh there. If it goes pear shaped for Luke Littler, it's Luke Littler's fault. It's got nothing to do with the media. Nobody put Luke Littler in that box at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and got him pictured with um, James Madison. Luke Littler put himself there. No, it's not. It's not the. It's it's the nature of the beast. You have to understand what the media is. is. It's a butterfly. It lights upon you, and then it flies off somewhere else. Oh, that was lovely. And you have to look at it from those prism, and you need the right people around you. That's what I made about Emma Raducanu, going off on a tennis tangent for one second, which is get the right advice, get people around you. The media will be there, and if your success comes, then they'll report the success. Right now, you're the latest commodity that people want to focus on. You're 16. So you thought Emma was wrong getting pictured in the magazine. So was Littler wrong thought, to be pictured at? The Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think he's by your I same standards. I don't, I don't think he's wrong because he's, because ultimately what, focus, I, focus what, on the what I suggested was that she shouldn't be going off to the Met Ball and doing a whole raft of other things that I thought would distract but her. But she'd from won the, tennis. the US Open, yeah, and she's at the beginning of her journey. Wonderful achievement, remarkable achievement. But take it into context. You've got a long career ahead of you. You've got lots to develop. You don't need all these distractions, and it's proven to be somewhat right. So this, is Littler wrong to be pictured with Madison? Um, not necessarily. <clears throat> as long as he depends what kind of character the kid is. <clears throat> he's in the middle of a tournament, and there's a media interest. In him. He went to a football match, and as a result of it, people were interested in the fact that he went to a football match and took pictures of him. Mm. So I don't think it's quite the same thing as commercially engaging himself with every single brand going to going to red red um, uh, carpet events and being being uh, being the focus of attention for a social butterfly media mentality which will focus you in the wrong direction. He's 16 years of age. Gary's argument about the media is also flawed because without the media, you guys would be, be doing exhibitions for a couple of grand. Of course. You're playing tournaments now for 500 grand. You're playing in the Premier League of Darts where they're paying lots and lots of money. The interest level's through the ceiling because of the way the media have represented the sport. So, you you know, you have to dance with the devil and you can't just blame the media. It's a scorpion and a frog story. We know what the media does. So why don't you get people around you to give you the right advice? And he needs the right advice. He's 16 years of age. His yeah. parents need to be involved, need to say to him when to speak to the media and when not to. The novelty wears off pretty quick. If you've How got about Gary Anderson saying enjoy it? Because you, you've you earned this. You've brought it upon yourself because of your own ability. <clears throat> I don't know what the genesis He's of his... 16. He is, yeah, and it's, it's, it's... What does Gary Anderson expect the media to do? Sit back and watch a 16-year-old get to the semi-final stage, who's to say not the, the final stage, who's to say doesn't win it, and do nothing about I it? I suspect that there's probably a greater responsibility on people like the PDC to step in and to say, look, we need to manage this kid, he's a prestigious talent. And we do need, what? And to suggest there's too much media being done, or, or, or ultimately there's a certain amount of How media. How about embracing it? Well... Look, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with all of Gary said. I understand where he's coming from because I do think there are certain aspects of the way that the media hold on to things that they turn it into a circus. 
And if you're not old enough and wise enough to understand what's being done with you, then you'll find yourself in a situation like he found himself in, which is some journalist sticks a Sun newspaper in front of him. He's holding it up and he doesn't realise that at 16 years of age, possibly people back in Liverpool are going to say, we hate this newspaper, we hate everything about it, we've got one of our own holding it. It's that sort of decision-making. And they built, and you know as well as I do, whether you like it or not, it is the propensity of this country and specifically the media in it is to build people up so they can whittle them down. And that's what people get frightened about. But it's also incumbent upon those around Luke to look after him, to make sure that he's in the right place at the right time. I and don't of course, think he needs much looking after. Well, he will do. He absolutely will do. Because, you know, you, once, once things are taken out of your hands and representation of you is made by others about you and you can't control the destiny of how it is, it's, you know, people say things about you that are necessarily not true. People report things about you that are not true. I saw a brilliant interview the other day that Jurgen Klopp did with the media about the idea that there's division between him and the Liverpool board. And he reminds them that actually he's not the owner of the football club. It's not his money. He doesn't need yeah. to be angry. And I thought it was a good grown-up interview, but it takes a 56-year-old man to be able to do that, not a 16-year-old kid. Welcome to the Coliseum of confrontation outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport (laughs) too tired to clean your floors after playtime forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over let eufy x10 pro omni help powerful 8000 pa suction removes debris and mop master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.